<laughs> Jake Lonzo, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? How long you guys been here? What are you talking about? To protect the sheep, you gotta catch the wolf. And it takes a wolf to catch a wolf, you understand? Oh, excuse me, fellas. Hang on, it looks like I beat it at the bar. I'll see you in a minute. Hey, it can't be like this. It is this way, man. I'm so many exposure to it, but it is. It's ugly, but it's necessary. You can match what's in your head with what's going on in the real world. The better you're gonna feel. I walk a higher path, son. I can give you the keys to all the doors. You guys are fucking insane. Oh, son, see, open your eyes. Can't you see? Huh? The shit's chest. It ain't checkers. I said you protect the sheep by killing the motherfucking wolves. No, you didn't hear me. You listening, but you didn't hear me. Yes, y'all, yes, y'all, yes, you all, all of you, all of us, my people, the people, welcome to the Treehouse Lounge, everyone, it is I, <laughs> you know it, Mortimer Main, call me Magic, though, call me OJ, call me Matador, call me crazy, but we got a very monumental show today all right <laughs> this is motherfucking 100 all right 100 we keep it 100 we're done 100 and now we move on you know we move past you know what i'm saying just like we're moving through the f's just like we're moving through time and space just like we're moving through life <laughs> we keep it moving baby so let's listen to some flock of seagulls today because that's where we are in the f's but before we do that all right let's talk about the movie that we watched this morning while we were setting the place up you know taking the chairs off the tables emptying out the garbage you know if there is any getting like mise en place you know what i'm saying yeah those in the restaurant business will be like word up word up magic money what's going on with the restaurant biz that's right okay and i also know a little bit what's going on with movies i think with films i i you know maybe 
So let's talk about a movie for a second then. Let's talk about the one from today. It was, you probably guessed it because y'all are smart. Y'all have been listening and paying attention. And you know that yesterday we watched Kill Bill Volume 1. Okay, so what do you think? Yeah, you were right. It was Kill Bill Volume 2. It was like, pyong, pyong, pyong. You know, again, but like just a little bit less pyong. You know, it was just like the pions were just dialed down a little bit, in my opinion. I am the guy that's always just like, oh, what's the point comparing two movies? But in this case, you know, like, same director, same writer, same story, right? The whole thing was filmed all at once, and then they cut it down into two. The Eastern story and the Western story. That's what uh, Tarantino says anyways. So, just because Kill Bill in Volume 1, I like it better. It's my favorite of the two. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't take away from Kill Bill Volume 2, but Kill Bill Volume 2 is a lot less action, a lot more dialogue. It's a lot more drawn out and less in your face, you know? So I was just like, that is less my style. You know what I'm saying? That's less what I'm looking for. But obviously, it's still so good, you know? And it's got so many good parts, memorable parts that you're just like, whoa, like Pi May. You know what I'm saying? That's a real dude. That was a real dude. You know, a thousand years ago, he walked the earth busting motherfuckers up when they disrespected. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so obviously that is a recommend, all right? Okay, moving on. Flock of seagulls. These guys, man. These cutters. The biggest thing I learned about these guys today was that they are British. I was like, what? I would have bet cash money that these cats are American, you know? But now that I, uh, now that I know otherwise, I'm just like, whoa, dude. They're actually from fucking Liverpool, okay? So all the people in Liverpool was like, oh, flock of seagulls, you know? Trying to be the fucking Beatles again? These cutters? Who are these fucking cutters now? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know why I thought they were from California. Maybe it's because they're all blonde? <laughs> like, jeez, talk about my, my perception. Getting the best of me. Anyways, these guys, the songs we're gonna listen to today, I like them. But these guys were a friggin' flash in the pan, man like relevant for like two years and i think probably a lot of that has to do with that haircut man you know that shit had an expiry date you know what i'm saying like you cannot be pulling that off for too long and expect that people take you seriously <laughs> even in the 80s but they were massive they were big big news in 1982 when uh, the first full album dropped i ran that song was actually the fourth single that they released can you believe that i bet you would have been like oh that's for sure their first uh, number one like single well first release single but uh yeah they were doing their thing in the uk and they got noticed and then they got signed and uh then they were massive in the u.s but I think it wasn't until after, a couple years after maybe, I ran that their uh, second full-length album came out and then they got some recognition in the UK. But I was just like, holy crap, I can't believe these, these American cutters are actually British cutters. So let's listen to the song that I like the most, my favorite Flock of Seagulls song. And that is 
Space Age Love Song. Now dig this, friends. I've talked about this CD that I had in high school a couple times. Before You Were Punk 2. This song was on there. I forget the band that covered them that did the song. It doesn't really matter. But I remember hearing the song and I was like, yo, this is dope. Now, when I get on some new shit, okay, that I know like none of my friends know about or whatever, or that I assume none of my friends know about, I like to show them that shit. I like to share the knowledge, the tunes, the jams, okay? But... Have you ever been in this situation where you're just like, okay, like, I'm gonna play you this song because it's important, it's good, and I think you like it, and then people are just like, okay, and then you play the song and they immediately start talking. (laughs) And then everyone starts talking, and you're just like, you're not even fucking listening, you know? And they're just like, oh yeah, like, we're listening. And I'm just like, no, no, you're hearing, but you're not listening. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So my whole life, like I have examples of this, you know, and uh, when I remember like high school was the worst, trying to get friggin' teenagers like hepped up on goofballs to shut the fuck up for a second and listen to anyone or anything, like good luck, man. All the parents out there, you know, are just like, oh yeah, totally magic, you know, like these fucking teenagers, man. (laughs) So... I like this song so much and like I just had it with all like these no one listening no one really listening so when I showed this song to my friend Shannon I was like Shannon go into the H band's room listen to the song turn the fucking lights off you know and just like see if you dig it and then like me and the H band were chilling and then like Shannon came out she's like it's a good song and I was like okay I know that was pretty extreme but like <laughs> So I thought about this today because I was thinking about like this is this is behavior, this is human behavior. It's uncomfortable in a room of however many people to just sit and listen to a song, you know, because they know it's like, okay, I'm gonna have to be silent for five minutes, but it's like it's only five minutes, so who cares if I talk, right? And I can still hear the song anyway. But geez, man, like if you're trying to hear like lyrics, you know, if you're trying to decipher the poetry within, it's difficult. And for, you know, a crusty old butthole like me, it's annoying. (laughs) People who are uncomfortable with silence should work on that. And the worst example I saw was I was climbing a mountain with some buddies. Okay, in Vermont. And we reached the top of the mountain. And if you've ever been to a mountain top, you will understand that there's no noise pollution and there's no light pollution, usually. But with the no, no noise pollution comes a silence that is so it is so loud, the absence of sound. It's so loud in your ears, it's actually like quite phenomenal, deafening. And to experience this is something, you know, you had to climb to the top of the fucking mountain to be able to experience the sensation. So for me, it was something to be savored and acknowledged. And I I said to the group, five other guys, I was like, can you believe how deafening the silence is? And then 
everybody stopped and listened and one guy was like so uncomfortable they he just started like some bullshit and i was like no seriously like everyone can we all just stop and listen for a second because it's actually loud and and isn't this crazy and again this person like after five seconds <laughs> of silence opened his mouth again and i just thought to myself oh he doesn't understand what is it that compels him to fill a peaceful silence with small talk? <laughs> I don't know. But all that being said, I thank you all for taking the time to listen and pay attention. <laughs> and hopefully you enjoy this song. It's a love song. It's about lovers in space.
Okay, so there we go. Some 1982 synth pop, some called them. A lot of uh, synthesizer work on the songs there. Good tune. Did you listen to it? Did you like it? <laughs> so, yeah, pretty. Um, it would have had to have been, you know, punked up for me to even given this a listen back in the day because uh, had I just heard this version, I probably would have been like, geez, I kind of like it, but I better not tell anyone. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, here's the juice with the Flock of Seagulls. The main guy, Mike Score, who, like, named the band and wrote the songs and made the haircut, he started off as a hairstylist. (laughs) He had his own salon. So, like, pretty successful dude. And uh, I guess liked to write songs, too. And wrote pretty good songs, you know? And, uh... He started the band in late 1979, and he had his brother in there with him, and then some other dudes. And, uh, yeah, like, there's talent here, you know, but um, definitely this band is always, like, for sure considered a major one-hit wonder, along with, like, the embarrassing, you know, style at the time. But that haircut, man, that haircut got referenced in Pulp Fiction. That haircut, for any of the other kids out there who liked flock of seagulls back in the day and they had the guts to go get that haircut that is empowering for sure you know i bet you any of those people be like i remember going to the school with the haircut the first day and i was just like oh my gosh like what's gonna happen to me you know am i gonna get beaten up or whatever and for sure they did <laughs> or at least teased right but they were just like you know what fuck this this is my style too you know like so i'm gonna do it so big ups to all that and big ups to the videos they made and just like ready to be wild with it you know with the style and the tunes so let's give a listen to iran because this was the one that was like massive 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 this is like started it and basically ended it all these guys broke up by 86 but um they hadn't had a hit anyway so no one really cared and then the brothers like had all this beef you know like it was it was brutal like fame these guys fame came upon them so quickly and so hard that it destroyed them and uh these guys now like they're still alive but they're just regular dudes like one works in a fucking plastics factory mike score is still like touring around There's been 28 members of this band. (laughs) So that kind of gives you an idea of like why go on with it. But yeah, like two years only. So why? Why could they only sustain with with the talent, the songwriting ability? It was because, you know, people's tastes changed and all of a sudden they just weren't cool anymore. You know, from super cool and new to just totally whack and so five minutes ago, right? Uh, isn't that the way things go? People are fickle, are we not? Okay. Booyakasha! Here it go, baby. What is one of our favorite countries in the Middle East? Iran, baby. Here we go.
tune, still liking that tune, still firing up the dance floor with that tune, you know? Anyone who's just like, oh yeah, I rap, lame. They're like, lame, much. You know they're just about like the fashion and not the passion, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's really all there is to these cats, you know? Like, um, I could play another song, but I'm just like, one of them. <laughs> I think they're like, they might have like gone back together, like I don't think the brothers are beefing anymore, but um, yeah, fuck, who cares. Anyways, check this out, here's something to think about. Yesterday, I was watching this program, okay, on Egypt, Secrets of Egypt, and did you know that in like 1903, the tomb of one of the greatest Egyptian pharaohs of all time were the most powerful and we know this because of all the monuments left behind. The pyramids, I'm talking motherfucking Ramses II. This guy's mummy was found and photos of the unwrapped mummy which reveal just a preserved human body of 3,000 years old and it's just like a recognizable face like this guy's got you know skin you can see his eyelids you can see his cheeks it's so well preserved it just looks like a dehydrated old man that you would see on the streets just a, a, a common face features that you've seen before on others and as I looked upon him, I realized that I was looking upon the face of what was once a living human god. This person was worshipped like the sun. Just a man with just an ordinary face. How fantastic. How fantastic. <laughs> okay, my friends. I hope you learned something today. I hope you had some fun. I hope you moved out to the tunes. I hope you felt some of the positive energy, the vibes that I'm pushing out to y'all, okay? One of the things we do here at the lounge, other than making drinks, serving food, you know, creating a nice, comfortable environment for everybody, to try to manufacture positive energy all the time, okay? <laughs> it's not nice. So take some of this now and come back tomorrow for a little bit more because in just about 24 hours, I, Mortimer Main El Matador, will be cracking open a couple more safes, cutting through some more bullshit, bringing the truth as best I can. <laughs> Peace to all y'all. Each one teach one, baby. Peace to all the gods in the earth, but especially the earth. This is your buddy, Mortimer Main, saying I will see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.